0: Howdy everyone, welcome along to another episode of Behind the Sport. Uh, Brent's here, I'm Shane, of course. How are you doing today, Brent?
1: Yeah, good, mate, good. Stuck to be on again. Uh, Another week's been in this crazy world, and there's a heap of good news coming out. And, you know, motorsport, as we know, it's changing. There's been some um, shockers in the last week and some some, uh, sad news, but, um, you know, we're going to talk about everything and, and keep things positive.
0: Yeah, so look, uh, I guess, um, the, although you say a few things positive, we'll, we'll go a little bit into the uh, sad news. So, uh, Sir so Stor- so Stirling Crawford Moss OBE has passed away. He's a British Formula One racing driver, inducted into the Motorsport Hall of Fame, and he was billed as the greatest driver never to win the World Championship. He won 212 of his 529 races. Uh, and he, in a seven year span, he finished up is the championship runner up four times and in third place, the other three times. He also holds, uh, quite a few records, uh, particularly some speed records. So, um, he broke the international class F records in a purpose built MG EX 181 at the Bonneville salt flats. Uh, managing 245.64 miles per hour. Uh, They also did some endurance stuff, uh, records with holding some records of um, keeping a production car above 100 miles per hour or 160.93 kilometers for 24 hours, uh, which uh, a couple of years later, he did again in a uh, Jaguar XK120. Uh, They drove uh, him and three other gentlemen drove for seven days and nights and averaged 161.43 kilometers an hour. So um, he's also been broadcasting. uh, He's done rally. uh, Most recently, he was uh, appearing at the um, Goodwood uh, Speed Festivals and at uh, the Silverstone Classic events. So um yeah, so it's a bit sad, you know, definitely uh, one of those drivers who you know you would love to have seen win something more than just races, but uh, wasn't to be. So unfortunately a little bit out of my era for me I would actually watch and enjoy his racing, but uh, definitely someone referred to by a lot of the greats uh, that I watched growing up as uh yeah, definitely one of the True races of that era, and uh, yeah, so sad to see him pass on. Of course, there's been so many different tributes to him from current drivers, past drivers, um, and yeah, so that's our I guess that's our little bit on uh, on him, and um, yeah, rest in peace, fella. Ninety years old, uh, battling a long illness, and has passed away. And I believe he was uh, with his wife when he did. So hopefully uh, that was a little bit peaceful for
2: him.
1: Yeah, it's a, sort of, it sucks. He's, he's the driver's driver. You know, if they had the driver's driver award or you know, MVP award or something like that these days, you know, in his day, that's what he would have got. You know, like, yeah. Um, yeah, so sort of, it's, it's a loss for motorsport. He was in the later years, he's a coach for a lot of people as well and a mentor. So, um you know, I think we still hold on to that era of racing, even it was long before my time. Um yep. as as the great, you know, those guys were this pre safety era. So that was, you know, when when the sport was the you know, the man sport as they say. So yeah, it's kind of sad, but um yeah, we be in a better place. Absolutely.
0: So um look, we'll jump back over to uh I guess what some of the people have been up to around uh, the world and especially in Australia. So uh, the Supercars guys had their first uh, E-Series last weekend, uh, last Wednesday, sorry. And um, that footage from Monza, uh, full credit to Supercars. Um, they've, they actually ran a competition where you could do your own commentary to the audio. Uh, and with the chance that you know, over the series, they'll be giving away a major prize. They've been able to actually join the commentary team uh and then some minor audio prize recordings so uh unfortunately i ran out of time i was actually going to do that in a bit of the bob menry style of uh you know a few swear words here and there. i don't think i would be allowed to win the major prize i don't think they want someone on their swearing so okay. well, nah,
1: yeah no yeah swearing's probably not the go but uh <laughs> um would have been good to do man you've been good at it yeah. and that yeah I just
0: to uh, do it for shits and giggles
1: I, yeah I most definitely would man that um the v eight series is uh man just the the amount of commentary on it like social media commentary uh yeah. mainstream media commentary um yeah. the the news this week with max from the f one joining um, yeah. that's massive that yeah. is well, truly yeah. massive you know that's huge uh, it's and, just, uh,
0: you yeah. know, and i guess also just a little bit of a side note you know the, with regards to the swearing. Uh, Kyle Larson, NASCAR driver, uh, has actually been banned indefinitely um, from NASCAR and obviously iRacing um, for a racial slur during an iRacing event. So um, he's off to do some sensitivity training and um, yeah, probably just a bit of a reminder for everyone that um, it might be the virtual world, but you still got to watch what you say. You can't be... uh, accidentally or on purpose saying anything that's uh not
1: appropriate. So yeah. Oh abs- abs- absolutely. It's it sucks because Kyle Larson's actually you know a, a hell of a talent and um we've get had the pleasure of being able to see him race in Australia, racing in sprint cars and World Series Outlaws. Um so it's uh yeah it's kind of kind of weird, you know, like he doesn't I don't think it was in the context that it was that has been taken but and saying that at his level and you know it they've, they've got to draw a line and and make an example and yep. yeah i get it it sucks um but yeah there's a lot of larson fans up and and uh up in arms about it but hey it's it is the modern world and it's not really acceptable in today's society so yeah correct yeah no excuses
0: so um, back to supercars, Brad Jones Racing, um, again, you know, it's amazing what these teams are doing. Brad Jones Racing has actually got the boss out on the, uh, in front of a camera and he's answering uh, topics and questions from fans. Um, their first video was um, about the um, sealing up of a V8 supercar engine. Um, we'll link that in the uh, video and, of course, in the actual text. Um, about what uh, what that video is and where it is, and you can pop over to their Facebook page. Um, you can search BJR Supercars, and, yeah, you can see what goes on with the engine. It's only about a minute long, so it's not too bad. Um, and Rick Kelly's um, back back in the uh, social media set, and he's upgraded his racing simulator, the one he built out of wood in a camping chair, uh, and he's put a massive TV in there. So, um yeah, I'm just really, really enjoying what all these guys are getting up to. And and I do hope that, you know, once we do transition back into, you know, the real world racing, that they all keep up these sort of things that they're doing because it's just so entertaining for the fans and they're seeing, you know, what goes on in a race team outside of just rocking up and racing, you know. So, um, and then also, I guess, seeing a bit of the personality of the drivers as well but um
1: yeah so you're getting hoping. to see them a little bit um uncensored isn't the right word but it's not so showcased and and you know what i mean like yeah so rehearsed and that and you know like macaulay jones um he's he's been doing heaps of videos you know vlogs for ages now uh, especially with his fitness stuff you know he's a fitness freak so um maybe we can see if uh you know old man brad can uh, swap a bb and a Sausage roll for, uh, you know, a pre-workout powder and a and 100 press-ups with Macaulay, you know. We'll see what happens. Hey, look, That's what I'll be putting in as my submission for the next video.
0: I was just going to say, we should send one to him and say, hey, look, can you guys do this? This would be fantastic to see. Yeah. Uh,
1: I, I want to <laughs> see Macaulay down a dozen bears and I want to see you do a pre-workout <laughs> powder and 100 press-ups.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah. And look, yeah, speak,
1: um, yeah it's, it's good to see. And, like, the sim racing, it's just the topic at the moment. I and mean, it's always been big and getting bigger and bigger and bigger and and e-sports is you know will take over it. There's a lot of guys getting into it, but um yeah, it's definitely the flavor of the month at the moment under these circumstances yeah
0: look, uh, I'm just going to bring up um yeah, a lot of uh, yeah, usual bit of shits and giggles with drive Tribe and what they've got going on over there and um Look, it's no, no secret that uh, I'm not a fan of an MX-5 in any shape or form. And there was a fantastic article put up in the Australian Drive Tribe by a young girl called Catherine Scott. And um, it's basically a bit of a point form about what happens when uh, your boyfriend drives an MX-5 and there's uh, a couple of Pearlies in there. Um, there's one which uh, I quite like actually lost it um yes you'll find yourself getting strangely defensive when people make hairdresser jokes
1: that's, I like um, the one under it
0: yeah you'll be super awkward at climbing out of the very low car so yeah. <laughs> but that's uh that that happens a lot to me as well so <laughs> no,
1: that's just cast as roll bars dude <laughs> oh my legs oh uh, yes so, it's, um, it's never gonna get old
0: no. And look, um, it's funny enough, you know, like just before all this happened, I was actually started to work on a series called uh, Big Guy Getting In and Out of uh, Exotic Cars. And yeah. um, we had a few cars lined up to do some recordings, but uh, yeah, obviously it's not a, not very appropriate right now to be crawling in and out of someone's car and all that sort of stuff. So uh, yeah, hopefully soon we'll be able to get that one. Everyone can have a bit of a laugh, but yeah. uh yeah, so um, if you head over to again, we'll link this in the in the links section. Uh, and the other one was uh, Ben. Oh, Bob. I
1: love this one. I've, yep. I sent this straight to a mate that's got a one of the new chimneys. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got the, the 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 new version of a hairdresser's car, a bright green chimney, you know, with the plastic back. <laughs> um, I sent this straight to him because I could see him doing it. So cool. Basically. Hilarious
0: a man has driven onto the pedestrian overpass to make a u-turn u-turn u-turns so uh yeah look it's um he's been fined and uh, yeah obviously um, yeah, yeah bit of shame I like i like
1: the size of the fine it's hilarious yeah pretty it's typical funny. of a police chasing near a booker really i suppose
0: <laughs> and, and china of all places of course so 23 pounds or 200 yuan um not sure what yeah. that is. No, it's about what, 60 bucks in Australia these days? So, oh, probably um, 120 at the moment. Yeah, true. Let's uh, not get too bogged down in that. But uh, yeah, so, and look, if he owned a business, that guy should definitely uh, check out the Q branch over in Sydney. They're a, they're a uh, yeah, new small business that's popped up and trying to uh, help people out with their PR situations and stuff at the moment. But yeah. Um, yeah, so um, speaking of all the little E-series and virtual racing and everything like that, um, sort of leads us into the next part is our guest. So um, we had teamed up Adam Marjoram, and he assures us that he's not dogging us um, and that he will be here and appearing. Um, oh,
1: he's your phantom dogger.
0: He's a phantom dogger. A phantom dogger. <laughs> um so he, uh, he, there's unfortunately some you know, real world stuff that he had to attend to today. And you know, he works in a small business. Um, so you know, that's important. Um, so he's off uh, sorting all that out. And uh, he said maybe next week. So we'll see, see what happens there. Um, but oh, really? this week, um, well, I reckon you're probably best to introduce this fellas. Um, you probably uh, know him quite a lot better than I do. Um, I've only met him once, which was at Uh, infinite time attack back in november um saw some of his new toys and uh yeah best probably you introduce this guy
1: well yeah so we got um john lee on tonight so john uh owns racecraft simulations in here in perth um he operates out at the airport there from uh, the driver center um so he's his business is is pretty varied and from running e-racing leagues to building professional-level simulators, so these are the, you know, the best of the best, um, as well as coaching and um, you know doing hires and and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, he's he's basically the go-to guy for high-end simulators in WA. So if you want to race in a simulator, it feels like you're in as close as you can to the real car. Um, he's your guy. He's the one who got me hooked on it um the one of the kids that leases our one of our xl cup cars yep. um the only real driving you had done outside of carts is in one of john's simulators and he is competitive in that and uh yeah so john john is the guy when it comes to simulators in wa um and being that we're a wa show and simulators are sort of the this the flavor of the month at the moment I thought it'd be best to talk to john uh you've just got your logitech set up i've just ordered a a frame and triple monitor set up through john um i went and uh, did some training with him recently um in a formula three i'm still two and a bit seconds off the pace yep um but yeah the realism like uh, is unreal john can tell us all about that we'll ask yeah, him that questions thing. but it's him. yeah
0: We'll fun. um back we'll across um and yeah check out this uh video and uh, we'll get one on up right for this. Joining us now is John from Racecraft Simulations in Perth. Uh, John has got some very fantastic toys and um, goodies that I'd love to have in my house. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, and uh, look, he's obviously uh, before all this started. You know, you're having some racing leagues and stuff like that. Um, but how hey, you going, mate? Like you. Um, Still doing a bit of a trade, I believe, with uh, with as far as with people setting up in their
2: houses. Uh yeah, yeah. So uh, we've had to cut all people coming in to Racecraft. Um, so I, I had to. I've I've loaned out the machines to my good customers, and so they've got the setups uh, in their houses now. So at least we can still keep the the racing and uh, that going. It's it's been it's been pretty bad this forest like in affecting the hire and, and the corporate but but for sales and, and people wanting to to buy it it's it's been fantastic yeah and the the coverage that's on tv uh and even the radio is is awesome for the the whole sport and industry so it's been um yeah good in some ways and, and bad in the others but
0: yeah so, um, I guess to, to give us a bit of an overview, you know, I say simulators, and some people might think of, you know, like I've got my G29 set up with an office chair at home. Um, yeah, when you compare, I mean, even like Rick Kelly's uh, wooden <laughs> setup looks a lot better than my setup, but, um, you know, and then you've, I guess you get through to stuff like the next level and uh, sort of uh, cockpit setups. Um, where do your setups sit in the scheme of things? You know, because obviously there's like million dollar simulators, and yeah. um, you know, where do you guys sit?
2: Uh, we're sort of like in the mid to, to high end range of things. Like, oh, it's only because the 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 way I build them, it's 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 very strong and it's it's made to last and it's made to to suit all the extra heavy duty stuff because there's a lot of forces behind a direct drive steering wheel and a and a decent set of race pedals. And you know, um, to put that on a rig from like JB Hi-Fi or something like a stand, it just, you just lose out on all the feeling because we flex everywhere. So, you know, I, I've designed a chassis that's strong enough to handle all the professional gear, um, but of course it comes at a bit of a cost. But, you know, it's considering how much a real race car costs and stuff like that, I think, you know, paying for a decent sim rig, uh, it's not that bad.
0: Yep. So, um, so for instance, like you know, I've got my G29 uh, from uh, Logitech here, um, picked that up last week. You know, because I'm, I'm on a definitely not on a races budget um, <laughs> yeah, at, at all. Um, and you know, for me, that's that's doing fine at the moment. You know, eventually, want to sort of step up. Would you do you guys do like a modular build type thing where yeah, you, uh, we can say, sure. hey, oh, look, you know, I want to now put my G29 into a rig, and then you know, like just a basic rig, and then slowly add more and more to it, and, and go from there.
2: Yeah, definitely. So, you know, our, our basic frame, you can just plug your um, your Logitech pedals and your steering wheel on it. And then later on, you can add stuff like uh, the triple monitor mounts or keyboard stand, or you can even add motion onto it, you know, to give you extra feeling there. So, yeah, definitely.
0: Okay, cool. Because that's, I think, the other thing as well, you know, if we're not looking at these racing setups, it's uh, sort of freak out and go, you know, and we're going to go buy this frame and then it's essentially worthless because I can't do anything more to it. Yeah. Um, or, you know, am I going to have to just outlay, you know, 10 grand to yeah, get a set up, you know? And that,
2: that's what's good about the aluminium extrusion I use because I, at any stage you can add on um, shift mounts, button box mounts, keyboard mounts. Um, the, the extrusion has channels running through it. So at any stage you can put, and, and you can put it anywhere, you know, you, you're not restricted because you can just slide the nutsert into the channel and then you just bolt it up. You know, it's really versatile.
0: Okay. So you've obviously in the background got a simulator sitting in your house. Um, yeah. What, what level is that similar? I mean, look, I'm, I'm not going to, pick on you saying, you know, oh my God, that's oh, amazing. You know, you bastard. Yeah. Right? Um, but I am going to say that you bastard. Um, <laughs> what, what, what is that sim you've got behind? It you is, is
2: of- my top level simulator. It's, it's the one that I've been working on all these years and, and uh, slowly developed. And um, the one that I sold my, my race car and my motorbike for, you know, just to try and fund it. Uh, but, but it is the the top level. I mean, it's got, Five uh forces that you can feel, so you've got your your pitch uh so your pitch and your and your and your surge for um backwards and forwards, and you've got side to side movement sway um, then you've got traction loss which is like a yaw so that moves your rear end and then now it's got surge as well where it shoots you forward or back uh, according to the acceleration and deceleration so it's yeah, it's got it's got everything.
0: And that's your initial, sorry, back to your initial frames. Does that come with a seat
2: or is that just the frame? It comes without a seat, but it has sliders and a a seat bracket. So any motorsport seat will, will fit on it. So, that's yeah, where we'd yeah.
0: probably hit up someone like Brent at Lux Performance and say, well,
2: yeah. I want a seat
0: for my sim racer, and he'd go, Yeah, hey, no worries, buddy, we can sort you out.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. Hint, hint. well, that's <laughs> that's that's pretty much what I did, and I've got um, I've been getting my ass kicked every time I've logged onto a computer or, or a PlayStation and played. So, I look now, I, I know that I want to go to a, a high level simulator once I've got rid of some of the other distractions. Since everyone's seen, i selling off a couple of the cup cars. Um, it's basically the funder simulator. Um, but I've gone to John, I've ordered a frame and a triple monitor stand because I knew that's where I ultimately wanted to be. So if I start with the right foundation, everything else is easy after that. Um, seat mount, I'll put one of my seats in it um, and and job done. So I've got the strongest, best base. So it makes the best of the of the entry level gear I have. And then I've been talking to John back. He's probably annoyed because I've messaged him every other day because I'm such a fanboy on this stuff. Okay. And every time I log on, Every time I try to play, I get so beaten. It's like, man, typical. It's like me racing my Skyline. Oh, man, I'm still slow. I want another 100 horsepower. It's not that I need to get improve my craft. <laughs> but no, that's So, we go to John. So, they're like, my first upgrade will be pedals because apparently that's where the best feeling is. And then, exactly. like I was saying just before John got on air, I did a drive in an F3 with him a while back. And uh, just with the feedback on the pedals and the braking... Um, and then you know like the traction loss going up a hill in it it's that realistic you can improve your driving just from spending hours on this and figuring out corners and where you need to place the car just like in real life and once you get the monitors wrapped around if you go vr it's you forget you are on you know what some people think is a game it's yeah it's pretty realistic man
0: yeah nice so um what um as as a As a larger human being that I am you know i'm six four and yeah uh, i don't want to say how many kilos, but let's just say it's pushing well above the uh one hundred forty mark but not quite one hundred sixty it's sort of in in the middle um your frame what sort of weight your frames handle, especially when you start adding the uh motion simulation to them
2: yeah look each of the each of the actuators i mean they're pretty industrial stuff I'll, I'll just show you yep. how big they are. Uh, so, so that that there's the, the ram there. If you can see that, it's that can push about um, 200 kilograms uh, per corner. Okay. So no problem with with weight uh, with with the motion gear at all. You know, before the older technology, where the seat moved by itself and uh, it had it did have a maximum weight limit. You know, you couldn't put someone over 80 kilos on it before it will start. Feeling and starting to to complain, but technology's come really far, uh, and now we've got actuators there that that do two hundred kilos a corner with ease, so no problems at all.
0: Yeah, perfect. So, um, Lux, uh, Mr. Lux, performance, aka Brent, being the fanboy you are of, uh, I guess, John's stuff. So, um, so you've you've obviously been down there. Um, and question for both of you is, I guess. Who else has been, I guess, using these simulators in Perth? I mean, I saw uh, uh, Brooke Newson in your promo video and Yvonne Mulligan, um, two lovely ladies that I met through a uh, women in motorsport feature I did. And there's a few other faces uh, that are familiar from the track uh, here in Western Australia. Um, do you find it's a lot of the serious competitors uh, more so? Yeah. Or do you think it's... yeah?
2: 100%. We've got, we, we've got a mix. And just now, just recently, we're getting more of the, um, the professional drivers in. So just recently I had uh, Jason Pride. He, he runs the Sprint Cars. So Sprint Cars obviously has been uh, postponed as well. So uh, he's, he's reached out to me and he's going to run an E-Series. Um, we've had the guys up at Arise Racing. They've bought a sim off me and they're, they're running. And also... Uh, so... Uh, Andre Heimgartner's been whenever he went to Perth he came and, and we had a drive as well and uh, yeah I got all of the big names uh, Mitch Mitch uh, Lana he, yep. who drifts so uh, I'm just trying to work out a, a package for him as well because uh, he's got a, a massive fan base so uh, he's a really good virtual drifter yeah So yeah it's, it, it's, it's good for for everyone uh, professionals wanting to train um or or enthusiasts or hobbyists that want to improve their craft or just have a bit of fun so
0: yeah sweet um do you want to give us a bit of a rundown of uh what you've got sitting behind you uh, in terms of the actual simulator I and mean, you showed us a bit of a preview beforehand and uh yeah sure yeah i had to wipe okay. some drool off the mouth
2: <laughs> <laughs> so what what i've got here is uh, a triple screen setup, but it's uh I'm I'm running a little bit different. I've got a big 49-inch monitor in the middle, uh, and then two 27s either side. Um, here, if I just get my my dash going, excuse me for a second. Uh, we need board. to get
1: your webcam on the top there, so you can start uh, <laughs> yeah start broadcasting. As well, well, you you pub you um where well, you getting that set up, you do. Um, you can log on and watch when you've got some of the league races happening. Oh, yeah. yeah. so I've watched a couple because yeah. um, I don't know if you know Shane, um, but um, uh, Cameron Edwards from up at the track. Yes. Um, he does a lot of driver training in that, but he's, he's a gun sim racer. Um, I've got to beat him, uh, John. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah so <laughs> Franz Estabauer, we've got... Uh, and, and Anthony Jewell, that, that runs for you. Um,
1: yep. I've got to beat him as well. Yeah. It's bad enough getting beaten by a 15-year-old in your own race going yeah. let alone on a computer.
2: And he, he gets a bit cheeky. He's got a bit of a chip off his shoulder, you know. So oh, yeah, I think it's that, that
1: Navy Cadet thing starting to come yep. through. <laughs> Boy, <air laughs> All right, so continuing
2: is. on. So we've got this dash here, which um, if can you see that properly? Camera. Yeah, sorry. Um, so that tells me my delta times, my fuel consumption, brake bias, tire wear, oil temps, uh, pre- uh, oil pressures. Everything's on this dash, all right? And it's got you can move it, so you can tell behind you uh, how 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 far you are in front or behind. Uh, it's it's really good. It's just like a real professional dash system. Yeah, no. That's connected to my direct drive steering wheel here, which is that um, pumps out about 25 new meters of torque. So really, if you don't uh, if you don't let go of that steering wheel when you crash, it it will snap your hand off. It's that powerful. And if you have a look at all this um, equipment here, it's all real professional motor motorsport grade equipment. So moving along, we've got the fan system, which is uh, speed generated. So the faster you you go, the more wind blows in your air, in, in your hair. <laughs> it's which good is for good guys. for you,
1: John. No, nah, with hair, <laughs> not
2: me. <laughs> 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 um, and then you've got, I don't know, you've got. You can see this, you know, the John box does wear here. a wing. <laughs> so
1: on, the, so I've, I've got a question about the button boxes. Yep. Because I've been seeing a lot, like. Um, just because I've been fanboying so hard at the moment about this stuff, and we've seen a lot. Yep. So I see most, in, so in an Enduro, I see you using the brake bias and um, sway yeah. bars and stuff like that. That's the yes, main, Definitely. is that.
2: Yeah, as as the tires wear out and, you know, yeah, you want to just do that fine tuning on your car just to make it a bit easier for you to drive, you know, so it's all pretty um, then down there, you've got my surge actuator that moves you backwards and forwards, and my shiny blue pedals.
1: So what pedals are you running those? Are they the...
2: There, I'm running HPP uh, JBV pedals. They come out of America. Um, really, really nice uh, pedals. They're hydraulic, so feels just like a, a real race car set. And then we'll go backwards. And also you'll notice that on the corners here, we've got some butt kickers. So they emulate your road textures, your engine revs, um, any bumps and stuff like that comes through in the vibrations as well. So when you're locking up um, with the ABS, it'll, it'll start to shutter um, just like a real car, you know, if you've got ABS that is. So yeah, there you go.
0: Nice. So one, I've got one geeky question before uh, before Brent gets stuck in. Um, yeah. So on my little setup at home, you know, I've I found a massive difference changing like the field of view uh, with the the setup. Is that something when you um, I guess sell I guess one of your more high end packages that you'd help the oh, new yeah. owners do to get it right, or is it yeah, something,
2: sure. or is
0: it something yeah. more? Do you feel it's an individual thing that they need to do or oh,
2: no there's, there's always there's always the correct field of view and then yep. from there you've probably got a little bit of adjustment to suit yourself yeah so there's always the calculated f- field of view and there's calculators on the internet that will do it so just to give you the correct proportion and perspective uh, of a real race car in in the simulated world yeah uh, yeah but from there you've got the fine tuning of you want to go a little bit more forward or a little bit more back. That's up to you, but there's always
0: a, a calculated um, measurement first. Yeah, because I've just started. Well, I'm not a race car driver. I'm the guy that takes photos, you know, and, and talks shit in the paddock about, you know, the other photographers and competitors and stuff. And yeah, um, yeah the, feel, doing some laps on, uh, so I've got racing and Aceto Corsa. Yeah. And um, I jumped on a Aceto Corsa and loaded up the Raceway. And I had a massive improvement of 20 seconds from the standard default setup yeah. you know, field of view yes. uh, and then I adjusted it all and got it down to, you know, roughly where I felt it should be right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was 20 seconds difference, you know, within two laps, sure. you know, yeah. and I was just like, Holy crap. Yeah. So, um, yeah.
2: yeah, it's all about, you know being able to judge your, your breaking markers and hitting that apex, especially in the 2d screen, where it's, it's, it's hard, you know, just to have a single screen there, it's hard for that to judge that distance. So yeah, having the correct field of view definitely makes it better.
1: Yeah, fantastic.
0: All right, Brent, um, I'm going to uh, hand over to you and- uh, Yeah, well, like, we won't hold up John too
1: much longer. It is it's late and I keep, like I said, I keep having some, we've answered a few questions. Like I said, the, um, I think the key is to get a good frame that'll get the most out of your setup from yep. everything I've studied up in the last two weeks before I committed to spending the cash. Um, and then the, um, well, let's see, the first upgrade is is pedals, which Johnson. That's just because you get that, like on the Logitech, you know, there isn't much force feedback. Um, it's not as easy to modulate, especially when you're in a, in a light little race car, and that's what I noticed with that F3, John. Mm. You could you could over real easily in it. Um, yeah. But then, I suppose the big thing i racing, sort of the package at the moment, um, everyone's talking about. That's what all, they sponsor. Seems to be all these series are running. It's what yeah. everyone wants to get on. It's obviously whoever owns iRacing or whatever conglomerate it owns. It's obviously making a killing at the moment because it's subscription based. It's not like yes. you're going to buy a thousand yeah. bucks worth of software to start off with, which makes it quite attractive. Um, but then once you get hooked, you're spending hundreds of dollars on, on, on your, your fleet. Yeah. Um, what explain to, to someone that, that may not know um, how the licensing works. Cause I think that's what's from what I've been reading on, the, not the chat rooms, because that doesn't exist anymore, but the, the different Facebook pages. People are getting frustrated with um, the rook, the rookie leagues being yeah. um, overtaken yeah. and the quality of drivers in rookie leagues and da-da-da. Can you explain what that means to someone that wouldn't yeah. actually, that thinks you just put your 20 cents in the side and go play <laughs> a car?
2: Yeah. So so basically, the race is um, a competitive License system, yeah, it's it's the best. It's the best for organized competitive racing. But you got to start somewhere. You can't just be a nobody and then hop on to the the big races with the fast guys. So they make you do a license system. So it starts from rookie, and then you go to a D class, a C class, a B class, A, and then you become a pro, right? So what's really hard is there's hundreds of thousands of people that have signed up and are in the rookie class, okay? So that's where you got to start off with. So um, for me, as, as a rookie, when I jumped in, I've, I just wanted to race. I didn't care about my license or anything. I just got, oh yeah, you're in a, on a track with a bunch of cars. I want to race this guy, but it, but it, it's can't, you can't do that because um, the other guy wants to race too and, and you haven't developed the skills yet. So there's accidents and when the accidents happen, your I rating goes down. And it, it's just bad. So, for a new person, the best advice—and and I was told this when I started—but because you, 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 know, you the adrenaline pumps, you just don't do it. But after a while, you learn that you just got to hang out in the back, let everyone get excited, and everyone crash, and then you just pass them. Just run your race cleanly, uh, and then after a while, yeah, your 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 license just goes up, and you get upgraded and promoted, and. Um, it works really well, and and in turn it makes you a better driver uh, that way. You know, so th- it's really good how they've done it. It's the it's the best system online.
1: Yeah, so it's sort of like the um, sort of like the the cams, I suppose, um, licensing system. You start off like when you first get into it, you get a level two non-speed, I think, which is come and try days and yeah. gymkhana's and that sort of stuff. Then you go to a level two speed, which is sort of drifting and speed events and that sort of stuff. Mm. Then you go to a, a provisional clubman. That's your sort of first door-to-door racing,
2: yeah.
1: circuit racing licence. And um, you have to have a P-plate in your window still. That's and uh, you've got to do some volunteering on the flags to show that you truly understand the flags. So yeah. You've got to keep your licence clean for 12 months every race. Yeah. You hand yeah. yeah. in your licence and you get a note back saying, was a good boy, stayed within track limits and didn't yeah. crash into anyone on a, on a um, yellow flag. Exactly. um and then you move up to Clubman and then national and then up from there so it's, it is it, I suppose it does make it more realistic like that, which is kind of yeah, cool for sure so um yeah that's that's kind of cool and like obviously um, i Racing is getting all the airtime at the moment, but you've got a set of course seems to be the pick of the punch for the yep. drifters um yes. what what are the two biggest differences between those two okay,
2: so a set of course um, yeah, there's there's no licensing system. So when you jump in a multiplayer race in a public lobby, it's carnage. You know, you get people punting people, and and it's it's not it's not very good for organised competitive racing. Assetto Corsa is really has a massive fan base because it's moddable. So moddable, uh, as in people have designed cars and tracks, uh, and it's free. You can just put that on your system and you can drive it. So we've we've got a lot of uh, Aussie uh, supercar series running on a set of courses because um, someone out there has built the, the, uh, the tracks for it. You know, you've got all the, you've got Hidden Valley, um, you've got Eastern Creek, you know, all the, the Australian tracks have been made and it's made for R Factor and a set of courses. So uh, unfortunately, racing. Yeah, it's their own proprietary software. They they like to they laser scan everything, and it costs like hundreds of thousands of dollars to do. So they only have a, a, a handful of Australian tracks.
1: No, wicked. And then the other the other I suppose it's the three main ones which I've I've looked at or, or played in um, Project Cars, yes. uh, which you got me. That's what you got me hooked <laughs> yeah, yeah, on yeah. some racing for yeah. was trying yeah. to beat another local legend Ash Barnett trying yeah. to beat ash in a radical at suga sportsland so yeah. a um a wild car which we get to see racing locally yeah. um on a japanese track which is a, a really cool track with heaps of elevation and a bit of technical section yeah. uh, and then racing you guys and, and being yeah. miles off the pace and frustrated at it but
2: yeah that's sort of yeah it was what's cool what, what got you hooked right so that's what's good about project cars uh, and that's why i use it in the center because um, it's got all, a lot of tracks, it's got a lot of car selection, and it's not at the level of a professional sim, so you can enjoy yourself, you know? Like, I can't put someone off the public to come in and put them straight into iRacing because they can't handle the car. You know, they want to just slam on the accelerator, they want to just slam on the brake, and it's not forgiving, right? So they will walk out and it will be, uh oh, that was shit, you know, I didn't have a good time. So that, that's why Project Cars is a good starting ground. I mean, it's not the best sim out there, but it's, it's the most. It's got the beautiful graphics, VR compatible, um, and it's good to, to put a, your step in, you know. What's, um, what's out there available now is we're, we've got this game called Automobilista 2, which is uh, based on the Project Cars engine, but these guys have refined it and made the physics and the force feedback feel really, really good. So, so what was really, that one? It's called Automobilista 2. It's a company out of South America, um, but they use the Project Cars 2 engine that everyone said was so crap in the physics and, and force feedback. So they've got that and they've turned it around and made it this professional sim. Um, and it's got a lot of oddball tracks and oddball cars, but the racing's really close because um, the cars are, are done so so good. So yeah, definitely get, get onto it now, Brent, because it's, on, it's at, in beta stage. It's only costing forty dollars. So, yeah, wicked. Done. Yeah, get that cool. and you'll, you'll love it. Um, and next year, um, Racecraft will probably switch over to to automobile to, to to run as well. So,
1: wicked. Oh yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm a massive fan of the stuff you guys Great. do. So, yeah. I'll, I'll just follow, and, and that's it. Um, yeah, so please. what what is the? I uh, suppose got two last questions before we, before we sort of come in. Um, first one is. What is your biggest tip or tips? You can throw a couple in if it's that That's easy. What's your biggest tips for someone that hasn't had a lot of um, gaming experience? Because you know, there's a lot of the younger guys. I'm older. I'm in, I'm I'm over the hump. So well, yeah. I'm not, not quite over the hump, but it depends whether you call the hump 40 or 50. But um, yeah. the a lot of the younger guys, they've grown up gaming and they're straight off consoles into these professional computers. You know, yeah. so they've got that idea already there. Yeah. Um, what are your tips for guys that might not have that background, but they've got a lot of driving experience to actually be better on the sims? Because it's frustrating when you suck yeah. that
2: bad. And yeah. that's what I
1: think makes me want to do better at it.
2: Yeah. But yeah what are your sure. biggest tips? Because so you see everything. Yeah. <laughs> Look, the, the the number one thing is it takes practice, you know. Like in a sim, you, you don't feel g-forces. So it's very different to a real car. So you, you just got to get in the seat and just <laughs> and just practice.
1: Shane's taking notes. Practice
2: and and practice. You know, it's uh, it's it, and it's going to be a while for you to get. I mean, I've been driving. You know, I've been making. I made my first sim when I was seventeen years old. In in my my making. Oh, like thirty
1: years ago. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm forty-one now. So, but um, and I'm still not that fast a driver. You know, but 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 I, I uh, it's great fun. But. Uh, but, but for yeah, to, to be, uh, to, if you're just getting into it, you're just got to put the seat time in and understand how the game physics work. Um, and if you can afford it, a decent set of pedals uh, is, is what you need. Uh, the, the force feedback out of the steering wheel is nice, but that can always come in in later. Um, decent pedals and some, and some track time, a good, nice seating position as well to, to get you set up seated properly um, means you're going to be comfortable and and you can you can do hit those marks every single lap, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cool. Um, so that's so that's that's the biggest thing is just practice. It's like anything in life, man. Yeah. It's, it's it sounds obvious, but <laughs> yeah. man, like you said, you probably get people come in and like, oh, that's crap. I can't figure it out. I can't get my yeah. head around it. But in an hour, you're not going to get your head around golf or yeah. tennis or driving a supercar. So, you know, like one,
2: one more thing. So I forgot to mention. I properly set up. Simrig is going to really help you so look, any guys that are out there that, that are that are wanting to get into it just give me a call and i'll, I'll be happy to help you make sure your field of views right make sure that all your your steering settings your force feedback settings are right um and all the the settings for the pedals everything's okay you know just reach out to me I'm happy to help you you know that's no problem at all
0: we'll um we'll chuck a link in the video as well as the description yeah. to you, of course so anyone that wants to do that uh Probably don't want to read my handwritten notes of what Tom <laughs> just said. But, um, yeah, I'll, we'll chuck that link in there. So if anyone does want to do that. Um, I, yeah, sorry, what question did I just interrupt on from you? Brent? Oh, no, I just
1: want the biggest tips to, <laughs> to get to accelerate your progress coming from yeah. someone that might not have that gaming type mi- mindset that a lot of the younger dudes have. Because everyone I've talked to, professional drivers, a lot of professional drivers I've talked to use it they um, were saying what, what it helps them out. With. They might not be fast, as in like Johnson. They might not be setting lap times on these eye racing legs, or they might not even be competitive in these legs. But what they're saying is helping them with this consistency yeah. and racecraft. So because the things are that realistic, when you've got a car next to you, you know it's there, um, and it freaks you out a little bit. You get that that sweat and that that uh, um, you know that rush you get when you're driving realistically, when you don't know a car is there until you hear it. And yeah. then it's, it's they're there, there. Yeah. And, and they're saying that's the biggest thing is that, um, racecraft or, or, um, knowing what to do and just consistency of hitting marks every time, knowing to look for your marks straight off the bat, rather than mm-hmm. taking a couple of laps to get into it. That's, that's what I've been told. And that, that's what I want to get out of it. Um, so yeah. Um, so the other thing is, where do we find you, John? Okay. So I know this is the whole pandemic and there's zombies out on the streets and, <laughs> yeah. and you know, there's only a few yeah. of us are game enough to get out there and do tunnel runs with, with turbo cars. So, um, yeah, yeah, what's what's the, yeah. What's, what's I'm, the I'm go?
2: Yeah, I'm located at the, uh, the driver risk management uh, training centre, which is the old, old RAC training centre. We've got, we've got a room in there and a workshop. And it's really fitting because, yeah, the, the, the guys do still test days out on the track and You know, we're not allowed to run on the weekends because of noise restrictions, but but during the week we we often see motorbikes and uh, performance cars going out to to do some uh, shakedowns as well. So I'm out there. uh, Yeah, yeah. Just come by and and see me, 16 Grogan Road, Perth Airport.
1: Yep. And so does it. um, Have you had? Oh, I mean, I know he's been on there, but so you've got the you've been lucky enough to have the McRae's working on some of your gear, uh, and then serious, serious local racing le- legends like the Ledgers. Um, yeah. So the category that I race in that you came to the sponsors' night for, Sean, uh, Shane, sorry, um, Bill, Bob. okay, Boris. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so one of the original, or one, one of the originals, but one of the legends of multiple championship winners of streetcars, is Kim Ledger. Um, and he's done a lot of stuff with you as well, John.
2: Yeah. He has been really helpful, Kim. So I'm really glad that uh, he reached out to me. Um, and, and he's given me the opportunities to, to be inside their buildings. So um, Kim's been uh, really handy. When I get stuck on a, on a technical question, I uh, building my, my rigs and, and whatnot, I, I speak to Kim. And yeah, he's a, such a nice guy. So I, I owe a lot to him.
1: Yeah, wicked. So
2: cool. um, and
0: what what got you? What actually, what actually got you started into the into that business? Yeah.
2: yeah so. The, the, the main thing was uh, you know every, every kid loves motorsport i mean I, I did when I, at a very early age um, what uh, when I had my car and everything and, and back then uh, racing illegally around streets and modifying your car was a, you know, a lot easier than it is now. Uh, so when I moved over here, um, I just found that I didn't want to do track days anymore because it just it takes up too much of my time you have to spend a whole Sunday uh, out at the track and then you only get like, you know, uh, maybe an hour or two of racing because you have to wait for other classes to go through. Uh, and then you, you get, as you get older, you've got family and uh, kids or whatever mm. commitments. It's hard. It's it's hard to, to spend a whole day, especially if you're working six days a week, uh, you know? Um, so that's why my background, which is uh, IT with computers. Um, and then I just sort of merged the, the two together. I have just decided to to sort of make a uh, a fake car. I can modify the shit out of it, do whatever I want. Never get yellow stickered. Never have EPA <laughs> problems. So so that's that's what what I what I strive to do. And I didn't expect to to make this into my business. You know, I just really wanted to build the, the best simulator I could. Um, and it's I've just been lucky along the way that I've met some really great people and and uh, it's given me. Uh, this opportunity to, to share my knowledge and what I can do with, with Perth because uh, I think it's sim racing is, is here to stay, you know, and it's, it's growing really big um, and just having a place. Because I, I do remember going around Perth and looking at the simulator places and just shaking my head because I didn't think they did it right, did it correctly. So being able to now do things right and, and, and have the opportunity to show the whole of the Perth community what real sim racing, you know, yeah. proper sim racing is about. Yeah, I think that's what drives me.
0: Yeah. look, um, I I was in uh, Sydney last year, year before, and there was also, I can't remember if I was in Singapore. I definitely was in Singapore and I was in Paris, but I was between those two places a fair bit. But there yeah. was uh, a couple of, like, wandering through the shopping centres, there's like these big signs, you know, like, formula one simulator and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God. And you know, they, they got, uh, you know, like the formula one chassis and stuff yeah, you know, yeah. in the, in the lobby. I'm like, Oh my God, I want to go, go check this out. And then walking in and it was just like a JB hi-fi rig, you know? And I was just, just like, Oh, you know, whereas I really wanted something like what you've got yeah you know in yeah that's what i was ex- was hoping for yeah
2: yeah
0: and, um you know and obviously i I hit you up a bit earlier you know we we're going to do a bit yeah. of a feature for drive trial but
1: uh, yeah yeah for sure
2: that's gonna
0: have to wait um, <laughs>
2: for now
1: oh it's <laughs> we'll it's have gonna, to um, when these zombies get away we'll have to shame we'll have to, me versus you one podcast yeah, let's
2: do it yeah cool Yeah, um, yeah.
1: and so john you... can be in his back room on a machine yeah. just <laughs> streaming onto my screen Yes,
2: film <laughs> it. We're gonna let the whole of WA see it. It's gonna be amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah. But yeah. um on that note, um, is there is there any way like I guess you guys or if you know of anyone that's running like a virtual racing school, you know, on these simulators, uh, is there anyone doing that or
2: yeah, like there's there's companies in the US um that that uh you can apply for and they they do teach you, you know, because it's it's uh online and on the internet, they can remote in and they can look at your telemetry data and they can then talk to you over the microphone and tell you where you can improve and, you know, where to break earlier or accelerate fast or whatever. But yeah, there's, there's, um, that actually happens in real life. So um, yeah, there's a couple of companies that do it out of the U S.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cause I know, um, well, the, the supercars guys, there's a lot of them that have just been based saying, you know, it's good fun. It's good for the fans. And then, um, one of the drivers actually took it really seriously and had a race engineer and everything. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I can't remember. How, the that. Yep. Yeah. I, I can't remember who it was, but um, yeah, it was it was sort of. Oh, like, I'd say a few you, them one
2: it, one of them would do it. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. But, um, like for. And then you got with like the, Nick Cat with, uh, with his, with with Nelson, his um, chocolate Labrador. His that's his race engineer, but um, you know, you got that that sort of level, and then you've yeah. got. You Know the guys that are actually got their proper engineers and stuff, so
1: yeah, oh, I'd say Scotty Mack would have, um,
2: yeah, for sure.
1: He'd have engineers there to win because the leagues that he's winning in at the moment are the best of the best. So there's yeah. people that make a career out of this, and, and
2: yeah,
1: 100%. In the lucky country, so it's uh, no, it's it's crazy, man. And uh, like you said, John, the thing is, like for me, I've, I've got a, a few race cars um and i'm foolish with my time i've got a young family i spend a lot of time um working on cars and, and you know running the business and being away from home and and you know mm-hmm. we're a lovely home here and, and a lot of space so that's why the and said, so you need to be home more um you need to focus on what toys you want to run because you're not getting any driving time
2: <laughs> yeah uh,
1: and yeah. i was like man i'm just going to buy a simulator yeah it's you know yeah i looked at that skyline the idea was to go to the national sports sedan series this year that's sort yep. of gone belly up with the round we're going to do at the bend so yeah man for less than what i've just spent on a gearbox set up for the new car it's i've yeah. got a simulator that's at the level i'll be able to oh yeah for, sure. for a long time you know so it's yeah. good
2: yep yeah And there's can't... no maintenance
1: i don't have to put fuel <laughs> in it i don't Man, i'm just gonna keep my beer uptake right um <laughs> the tires don't wear out there's you know i don't have to put 100 well, um, bucks with the tires on it I'm gonna, around
2: i'm gonna you throw know? in a uh, cup holder for you Okay. Yeah. So, right, make, make next as time. long as
1: it fits a stubby cooler, because I am from Darwin and I'm allergic to drinking beer without a stubby cooler.
2: Okay, mate. I'll make it
1: Oh my god. No, nah, thanks heaps, John. Man, you're a legend. Um, one of the best in the in the business, and it's just cool to get the insights and the differences from that that uh that that a decent chassis and setup. You know, having a professional like yourself set stuff up. Is yep. the key to getting the most out of these things. It's not yep. necessarily having, you know, six thousand dollars worth of steering wheel and, and pedals and shifter. It's it's having yeah. the, um, having the good base and yes. and well set up and, and hammering it. Practice. Yep.
2: No. Look forward to racing you, Brett.
1: Yeah, no, I, can't. I I want to get into. Like I told you this ages ago, and I, yeah. um, getting the package at home right uh, is what I need to be able to get the time to get into the leagues. That's what I want to do.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: And look, uh, I look forward to being that guy that uh, everyone hates racing against because he's always crashing through <laughs> guys. So. But, uh, trying not to, but uh, yeah,
1: we'll see what happens. Oh, no, that's. <laughs> yeah. No, we've got to go over a showdown, Shane. It, it's Yeah, good. for sure. It is. The, for the, sure. The, the feel you get with the. I'm no good with the VR, it gets me a bit queasy. I'm not quite used to it. And an open top car and a tin top car, I seem to be fine. Yeah. But the triple monitors, the feeling you get um, with the wind generator and the butt kickers, as soon as you. You forget you're in a game. You really do. You were trying to race. Yeah. That's
2: good. How was
0: that? All right. Well, um, we will leave it there. Thank you very much for jumping on, John. Um, No. Link all the details. Let's see. We'll put them up there. And, yeah, um, yeah, (laughs) whichever way it ends up now, I'm going to put it up there. What is it, uh, Antonio? What's what's behind your right shoulder? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, so feel free to follow those links um and yeah look forward to hopefully uh having some restrictions are soon they have been talking yeah. about that but um yeah. And then, yeah be able to come down and uh get a bit of yeah. time check out one of your simulators For um sure. as much as i'd love one in my house i'm up four flights of stairs with no elevator so um yeah maybe yeah. Might, might be an we'll offer <laughs> No, thanks for having me guys. All right, mate. Thanks very much. Uh, I'm actually getting a little bit peckish. So I've uh, ordered a hashtag pizza, which uh, hopefully will be here soon. But um, yeah, we'll wrap it up uh, after this. Thank you very much for joining in. Okay. Cheers, guys. Alrighty. So um, yeah, just had to have a quick break. i got my pizza has been delivered from hashtag pizza. Um, Obviously, that's only going to really help if you live in Western Australia. But uh, yeah, bloody delicious. And uh, pineapple does go on pizza. And I know that's going to
1: be controversial, but I don't care. But hey, uh, man, if you've got kids, pineapple goes on pizza.
0: Pineapple goes on everything. But yeah. uh, actually, maybe not. Every- well, no, yeah, pretty much everything. Um, yeah. So that was John from Racecraft. And yeah, look, obviously you're getting a starting your simulator journey uh, the right way with um, a nice chassis from him. Um, so looking forward to seeing that slowly appear. Oh,
1: yeah, I've got a, I've got a perfect spot behind <laughs> this wall for it. Um, I've been, yeah, like I said, I've, I've mucked around, I've got the, the desk set up that I've had in front of here and, and been mucking around. And it's just, um, to do it right, and, and I knew that's where I wanted to go ultimately, so that's that's what I did. I went and just got the base right, and then I'll just upgrade from there. Um, yeah, yeah and that's like a bit once you make your mind this. Thing, that's yeah.
0: A his system is it's all upgrade. You know, from what he's saying, you know, it's all upgradable. It's modular. You Just add on as you go, and yeah, that's one thing that sort of scared me away. Is you know, like I either go down the path of getting a thousand dollar. Not going to mention the name of the brand. Um, I, I don't want them to think I'm bagging him out. Um, but I'm going to mention stuff that I'll mention them anyway. So next level racing, uh, have yeah. a base. You know, like thousand dollar setup. Um, which yeah, is cool, um, and that's what I was originally looking at. But um, yeah, judged on the pricing, uh, I guess what you've said, you know, your the chassis and that's going to cost you. I'd almost be crazy to spend. Yeah,
1: it's, it's not much. It's not much more to go to a. Pro- so you're going from something that's made out of small, small wall thickness tubing, yeah. um, to go to a professional setup. It's it's not that much more. Yeah. It's very very little more. Um yeah, look, I and mean. That's- I want yeah. to.
0: I, don't, I guess I'm not going to. I'm not going to be racing at any level. But you know, I'd like to be able to do some stuff with this simulator down the track. You know, I'd like to be able to, you know, incorporate it into this, and you know, get
1: absolutely.
0: It, okay? So it'd be a waste of money for me to spend that thousand bucks. You know,
1: well, On the thing it. is, this got, this, you know, a real simulator, just the front, that will last you forever once you buy a decent computer. You, you're an IT guy, so you can build the computer. That's mm. not a cost you've got to worry about. The screens aren't a cost you've got to worry about. You've already got access to them. Yeah. You've already got the hardware that'll work. And there's heaps of little upgrades for the Logitech stuff as well with the heavier springs and uh, reverse mounting the pedals, getting the pedal spacing right. You can put uh, aftermarket steering wheel bosses on them. So you can do a lot of that stuff to get that stuff you know, mm. quite cheap, yeah. you know, and then just keep an eye on the, the second-hand market for the, you know, um, mid-level Fanatec stuff to come up or yep. Cube stuff, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's um, going to take
0: stuff's unreal. Though, just
1: yeah, it's, it's well-priced and, for, for yeah. how how good it is. Um, yeah, so I'm yeah, I'm hooked. I knew that's what I wanted to do. I want to be home more, yep. um, and this is one way to do it. So, as I said, we're selling it off the Cup car, the XL Cup car, the maroon one, uh, the white one Anthony's going to keep using in the mean term, the Commodores for sale. Um, that my ip car skyline's going to keep getting done ready for next season now so that's taking a 12-month hiatus but yep. i'm still going to keep cracking with it and in the meantime i just got to keep driving so this is it
0: yeah and look i mean it's um it's also a uh, cost saving as well long term is you know you don't have to worry about tires fuel yeah you know, oh, absolutely oil service maintenance it's i mean there is obviously a bit of maintenance on these machines but you know, it's nothing, nowhere near what a what a car costs. Um, no,
1: absolutely, and, and like I have priced up, uh, I've got a couple of yeah, you know, luckily being Lux, I've got a couple of really good fabricator mates. Um, that I've looked at fabricating a decent frame, and then we're stumped to like, how big do we make it? Do we buy a, a? You can buy templates offline and that sort of stuff, and it's just like, well, that's not really, um, you know, I don't need to be guessing, and then do I get one where where I can't put. Um, the seat, like builders, do the seat, but then will it suit the pedals? So we'll I have to modify it and cut and weld again every yep. time. Or I just buy it for literally not a lot more. I buy something that will work straight off the bat. And I've learned that over the years is every time I've half asked something, yep. it's cost me twice as much in the long run. Yeah. Um, so yeah, i went to John's. I tried again, um, the three screens versus a single screen and going VR. And I asked John his his real opinion. He said three screens if you're going to do anything longer than half hour races. So ultimately, I want to go down that training for enduro stuff. So three screens, it is. Yep. Buy the setup up, and job done. But yeah, I, I enjoyed talking to John tonight. Getting a bit more out of him. You know, he's a yeah. good dude, and he is. You know, I didn't know him from a bar of soap. I rocked in there at, at one lunchtime at his old uh, place where he used to be at the uh, car joint in Welshpool, and um, rocked in there. He was friendly enough. Gave me a try. He said, "What do you want to do? This is where I want to go. This is what you're looking at." Yep. That was nearly a year ago now, and yeah, he's been awesome ever since yeah nice
0: yeah. all right well, we're gonna wrap it up um and we'll step back into the real world of racing uh and show a bit of a preview clip of the upcoming uh film that have been working on from round one of the race season here in perth um which uh, unfortunately yeah we didn't get to round two but um yeah round one and um, just a short snippet as well of uh, a, a little bit of the interview that I actually had with Brent that day. Uh, a virus? When, yeah, when it went off, I forgot his name. So, uh, we'll chuck those clips in. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you all next weekend. Uh, next week, I should say. Catch you well. Cheers, guys.